0: Mr. Anderson. All the all the Agent Smiths are all just like fisting each other. (laughs) Yeah, the guy uh, the
1: guy betrays them because he's like, I know know, I know my brain is just sending a signal that this cum isn't real. You know, it's just telling (laughs) me (laughs) it's
2: delicious.
0: There is no
3: nut, Mr. So <laughs> wait, what what Cipher would say is uh, is? Look, here's the deal. You plug me back into the sex plant, exactly. And I want to be someone yeah, important. One, a guy like, with a fucking
1: huge like, hog. Like I want to like be the piss comer. guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: You <laughs> uh, make me Sven or the piss guy. Uh, uh, let's I'm just,
2: looking forward to the the Kill James Bond Matrix show. I'll say uh, that. What is it? Uh, it's it's, Recapitulate it's, all of these jokes.
3: It's, it, it, it would we essentially mm. what we're saying. Um, uh, some of it's, 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 you're looking for, you're not looking for an answer. You're actually looking for the question. It's the question that drives us.
1: There what is now come? <laughs> what, what is.
0: So, wh- you wanna, what do is, you want to go back to your life or do you want to find out how deep my asshole
2: goes? <laughs> <laughs> you think that's come? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Please leave this in.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Well,
3: I think you know what you should do. Keep, keep just keep the bits of this that we recorded
2: and just make mm-hmm. it i know comfort <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the free episode of TF. It's the free one. The free one. Uh, And thank you uh, also to um, uh, my uh, slightly detuned stereo uh, shock jock radio hosts, uh, Nate and Milo. Hmm.
2: It's the free (laughs) (laughs) one. you're listening to the free one. Morning radio host, but it's like slightly too low. Like, you're listening to Bad (laughs) and the Gaunch. (laughs) Look, when you're listening to Riley and the
3: cum guzzler Yeah, uh, that's right Yes,
0: The cum isn't real
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, Milo, it's not Um, uh, Imagine the cum
2: (laughs) What are you you talking about? Cum isn't real, it hasn't been real for years
3: (laughs) But wait, uh, etc Anyway it's uh, it's TF. I'm back after a long vacation. Uh, and clearly, I have forgotten mm. how to. Uh, clearly, I've forgotten how to take control of the show. Yeah, you, you, you've you've been you've been, been on a
2: beach reading like the Financial Times just very thoroughly. Um, and and um, yeah. and you've forgotten that the while you've been gone, we've just been going. Have you ever come? Yeah. Yeah,
0: right. actually, Riley. Riley didn't really go on holiday. Um, uh, he he died in a gay sex accident, and we replaced him like Avril Levine. <laughs> That's why this new Riley doesn't feel accident. quite. <laughs> I was gonna say that, that
1: kind of opens a lot of parentheses about Avril Levine.
3: <laughs> Wait, Milo, can you just look? I have a lot this, of stuff this, this about is like putting
2: up a big "This site has worked X days" without a lost time accident <laughs> sign on a like a bedroom door.
1: I mean, while you've been gone, Riley, while you've been sitting on the beach of Lake Ontario, you know, drinking fucking mm. Canada's best pour, pour over filter yeah. Japanese yeah. coffee, reading Being the Financial rebuilt, Times, six million dollar man, yeah. Re- reading exactly. the Financial
2: Times is probably the, on the beach is probably the funniest gag I can think of for you on vacation. To be honest,
1: uh, we we well we've been on an odyssey. Uh, we found two separate instances of Canada basically monetizing the rot in Britain is very funny. We talked about it on the episodes while you were gone. Uh, the studio comp- computer completely broke, and I had to fix it, and basically just just fully fucking hit my head against a wall for about two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so weird how it took
3: that to fix the computer.
1: Right. Well, what's really funny, the most annoying part about it is that after <laughs> all of these crises, it genuinely was solved by me unplugging a cable and plugging it back in, and I
2: lost my goddamn mind. But that—that's well, that's 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 what that. Avril Levine was trying to do, and then that led to the gay <laughs> sex act. <accident. laughs>
1: Exactly, and they wound up killing her. So they had to get a new Avril Lavigne from the
2: matrix. Yeah, but the thing is, she wasn't trying to have gay sex. She was just trying to charge. Her <laughs> some,
3: some galaxy oh, good.
2: I mean, I, can, I can't. I can't hold not? it together for that for that punchline anymore. Yeah. That's that's you know, This is the show. Who's doing the show has ruined Dan Nanan for me. Which oh, is, there is no man. skater boy.
1: Mm. So uh, what was what was the story? So is is the theory that Avril Lavigne is dead and that she's
0: been replaced by like a replica? Yeah, it's a popular conspiracy theory oh, that Avril gosh, Lavigne okay. died and was replaced with like the record. The record label was like she's making us too much money. Yeah, because so like, to like
2: Avril Lavigne had some staying power when you think about it. But basically, the, oh, yeah. the
1: record company breathed a sigh of relief because every girl from Canada looks like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, that's that's absolutely true. My my mother and grandmother, for example, both wore ties. Um, but mm. I I've looked well, while I was while I was out on holiday enjoying my uh, Niagara rieslings on the shore of uh, Lake Ontario, uh, I, I I I have recentered and I am ready uh, to once again. Uh, yeah, you you, bring you like, up... sat in a vineyard
2: yep. and you meditated on the works of like Adam Twos. Uh, yeah, that's you, correct. Yeah. You you, you mm. were rotating like a Twos in your mind for a while, and you've achieved a sort of like higher state.
0: And I, Adam Tooze, the man
2: who invented sharing a cigarette.
3: And I've got some—I've <laughs> got some some sort of uh, various kinds of things that I usually talk and think about. We're going to revisit our old friend, not Adam Tooze, whose uh, writing I enjoy, uh, but uh, Adam mm. Newman, uh, an old friend of ours from the WeWork era. Mm. But first, I want to revisit another old friend, a uh, uh, Mister David Courtney, uh, OBE, ah. one big ego. <laughs> well, uh, Dave Courtney announced uh, on his Twitter the other day that um him and his friend bren uh are driving over to ukraine uh nice. to drop off some uh, uh aid i believe and generally help out aid my ar- they are Dave bringing Courtney cans and
2: his flat mm. just a, a, are- a van a van full of uh like heineken is going to ukraine uh where mm. it will be
0: polkovnik uh this man they call him Kourtney. He is coming with a large detachment of uh, flat nosed geezer.
2: <laughs> well, uh,
3: my theory is that because uh, remember at the very beginning of, of the of this whole thing, where uh, when when Liz Truss was like, I encourage you all to go over there uh, and fight, and then Russia was mm. like, we're going to raise our nuclear alertness level. She's, and she's then, so cool. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's great. Uh, look, yeah. a, a girl boss bringing the world to its knees. Uh, but later, uh, it
2: was then clarified it is illegal to go well, see, over to Ukraine the with thing. the purposes this, of fighting. There's, there's, that, there's this that's weird sort of like ha- wanting your, to have your cake and eat it, right? So I read a BBC article that was like uh, the, this heroic Yorkshireman who is, went to Ukraine to fight in the international brigades. And then at the end of that story, which is very positive, in italics it was like, oh, by the way, the Home Office says that uh, if you go to Ukraine, yeah. you could be prosecuted for terrorism on your return.
3: So basically yeah. what happened is
2: uh, I, I wonder if he just
3: saw... No, uh, the emphasis, no, this is illegal. And then immediately started
2: <laughs> yeah, putting together why. a he, the, yeah. the, the first time he heard of Ukraine mm. Was in the context of it being a crime To go there and fight And in order to What's like What's
0: this about crime here How come I've never
2: heard of this place before da- da- Dave Courtney has a big sticker book With sort of like every crime On the statute books And every common law no, crime I was
1: thinking Dave Courtney travels everywhere With an old timey suitcase And it just has stickers of all of his crimes to it, like, <laughs> like Like a 1950s tourist yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just imagining Dave Courtney showing up, like you said, with his battalion of geezers, and like, Mr. Courtney, we have reviewed your files and have determined you are not racist enough.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I saw a documentary about the Yakuza in Japan, and there's, it's it like this aging Yakuza guy who has basically been kicked out of his clan, uh, and he's not even doing crimes anymore, but he kind of wants to trade off of the image of such. And when the big uh, tsunami and earthquake hit Japan. He and one of his flat nosed geezers literally get a van, fill it with cans of Asahi super dry, and drive it to a refugee center to like hand out cans. And at that moment, I knew I had seen Japanese Dave Courtney. Unto each nation is granted a Dave Courtney. And so we have to assume that much the same thing is going on here. Oh, of course. Dave Courtney. <laughs> uh,. So I I wanted to just note that uh, our, our friend of the show, Dave
3: Courtney, continues to uh, mm. continues to engage in uh, antics. Uh, I yeah, believe we'll be linking his
0: GoFundMe in the show notes. Oh, it's
2: basically, like the international brigades. Yeah, that's right. The international brigands. <laughs> Wait, but he, he he also claimed to have beat up police on their way to like break up the miners' strike. So all of yeah, da- yeah all of Dave Courtney sort of like. Uh, Political interventions have a distinctly left character. You have to say that for him. Mm. Uh, I I think really
3: what uh, I I look I I think he's more of an agent of chaos. But mm. um I I do have uh an, some more stuff going on uh which is specifically <laughs> How do you think
0: I got these noses? <laughs> <laughs> which is specifically
3: uh that uh remember how um every two years since about two thousand eleven. Uh, Tesla's self-driving uh, capability is supposed to have been sort of fully activated, turned on, yeah, and sure. uh, robo-taxis, right? Yeah, mm. any day now, well, and that
2: was the thing that was going to make Uber profitable as well, and a bunch of other y- things.
3: Yes, correct. Well, yeah, uh, I wanted to sort of also highlight uh, that. Look, it, innovation is costly, right? It's not. It's not free. Freedom. Mm. Freedom isn't free. Firstly, and then sure the no. freedom to uh, not steer your car is also not free, and getting less free. Mm. Um. Because, okay. because, basically, the way that full self-driving well, it, it works is it doesn't, but the way that it's purported to work is that your car comes able to got, do got it. Got it, perfect, thank you, you. You think
0: that's come? Yeah, car your car comes.
3: Co- yeah, the car comes. Car the car comes. arrives... A car comes. The car arrives, uh, <laughs> and you are sort of technically able to do it, but it requires a software uh, update, more or less, that costs money that happens over the air. So it's built with the capability to do it, just it's locked from doing it. Oh, it's, ca- it's
0: car DLC.
3: Okay. Yeah, essentially. It's car DLC. And so mm. the price uh, of the...
0: The <laughs> you know, any map your self-driving car comes with is Verdansk.
3: <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the price... Uh, is uh, now uh, going to be $15,000 uh, US as of September 5th, its largest
2: price hike ever, which now, officially... I, I, I've realized something here, right? So uh, you, you can pay Tesla for this today if you wanted, right? Uh, in advance of a product that has not been developed, has been pushed back many times, and in all likelihood will never exist. But you can pre-order Correct. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. you can pre-order it. This uh, is this seems legitimate to me.
0: Oh, can't wait for my pre-order of magic beans.
2: To arrive. <laughs> Any well, day now. Like, it's, it, it, mm. the magic beans keep getting more expensive, which means they keep getting better.
1: I don't think that you can pre-order a condo in neon yet, but you can actually pre-order the self-driving AI for a Tesla. Um,
0: the thing is, Neom's perfect for self-driving, because it's just one straight <laughs> that's line. True, it's, yeah. probably, it's probably the only place Tesla's yeah, will work. but Milo, it's also supposed to be incredibly walkable, which I think
3: sort of undoes a lot of that good straight line work in terms of self-driving ability. So the thing is, right, you have to pay that money. You only get a, pro- a thing that's in beta, not fully released, and so you never really get the robo-taxi experience that's been promised. Uh, but the other thing is, just by paying all that money, you don't necessarily even get the beta. You need to um <laughs> you need you need to have your driving constantly monitored and scored by Tesla and then at that point you get a safety score and then if your safety score is high enough then one day full self driving is delivered to you like a little treat.
1: Oh fun. I just I'm just recalling some comments when car bros were trying to roast each other on forums a long time ago and just imagining like when you're getting scored by Tesla they're saying like we have determined an error in your driving technique. Your profile is registered as male, but you drive <laughs> like a woman or a homosexual.
0: <laughs> you did not take bisexual on
1: the form, and yet you cannot drive. <laughs> this was actually, I remember guys were doing this. They were so mad at fanboys for the um, Subaru WRX Impreza, and so they were getting on the forums and being like, the perfect car for women and homosexual men. And like, it was just as like, obviously deeply like, like if you think internet homophobia is bad now, like 20 years ago, it was much worse. But Here's the
2: thing. There's there's like at least 30 States in the U S where like most of the culture is guys kissing each other on the mouth so they can get a third guy to, to take a photo of it and then caption it. Like, ford truck drivers right
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right we're just doing this as an internet bit I mean, if the guy with the camera then wants to join in, that's. You
2: know, yeah. So, sort, of, sort of settling down maybe. into like a, a, a loving marriage with another guy who also owns a GMC. Yeah. Like um, 18th generation yeah.
1: screenshot, terribly iPhone native <laughs> fucking edited text onto a cartoon like of sperm cells swimming. And it's like, gee, I can't wait to be a baby. It's <laughs> says, you idiot. We're going to be Dodge truck owners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is genuinely interesting. The extent to which every single one of the big giants that were promised to change the economy forever and revolutionize human society forever have sputtered in some very specifically funny way. Like Netflix, you know, it's just their share price dropped. And when it was revealed how many people quit Netflix, okay, that's basic. Facebook turning itself into the shittiest video game on Sega Dreamcast, uh, that is a lot funnier because it's like this is the level of infinity money you know billionaire delusion that produces cyber trucks and other fucked up stupid you know tesla spacex ideas but mark zuckerberg's specific vision of that is so like weirdly parochial and specific um but yeah like with tesla it genuinely seems as though it's just the things that were promised are going to fail no matter what uber if i understand correctly like is either basically insolvent or really jacking up prices. Like every single one of them, well, they're, they're, they're still around, but the idea that this is the future manifest, not really seeing it, you know, like it doesn't feel like that. Even the people who are the hardest defenders of the vision don't really seem to have the energy anymore. Like, It's just not the same, like there's not the same vigor as there was in sort of- You think
2: it's going to be like after a religious revival, we're going to have like a sort of a burned over country of like uh, people who got scammed on Tesla and Uber and everything else who are just like sort of jaded former startup guys who just become nihilists?
3: Uh, I mean if you want to think about uh, not just the the fans Sorry, I am doing this yeah. and
2: I'm also looking at uh, memes of guys being gay with each other in order to own different <laughs> truck <fans. laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the essence of this program It's like uh, we're,
1: sw- we're we're swimming inside the owner of a Chevy S10 uh,
0: <laughs> guys guys loving loving each other and living together for like 12 plus years and making a link later style movie about it so they can post it online with the caption <laughs> guys with a Dodge Ram <laughs> Um, but I I, I think like the question right is that is
3: I I don't I don't know what where the burned over country is going to be right because now all of the um, if you think about like what what the burned over country that sort of gave rise to a lot of um, like of the sort of 19th century religious revivalist movements including but not limited to the Mormon church as well uh, a lot of that was specifically about like the Place based extractive industries of like you know upstate New York and 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 New England and stuff right Mm. Um, and a lot of those either uh, 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 failing commerce moving like into the cities and so on and so on. Uh, There was but there was a specific you could look and you could see the country the burned over country of the sort of post nineteen nineties is like everything that wasn't a major city and and that you know you could the question is like did that spawn a, a religious revival or did that sort of Spawn, did that spawn something much like a, a stranger? Right? Did that spawn yeah. a kind of nihilism, or did it spawn a kind of easy, easy so ground we're, for reactionary? We're,
2: we're saying, we're saying, sort of two things here. Think, thing, number one: um, a guy is going to find some golden plates buried in a hill. They're going to tell him how to start a good startup. Thing number two: just seen a thing here that says "Dodge stands for Dick on Dick Gay Entertainment."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did <laughs> I wish it did i mean
3: so I think the question is right you know it's the 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 actual um place in which a lot of these uh, companies exist right these uh American cities that have had they're largely like you know been had their their home values sort of rocketed up by uh the tech industry or real estate speculation right a lot of those gigantic salaries that were supporting that are starting to go away and you know the the I think it's an open question as to, like, what happens to those people who are, you know, the, um you know, a, a assistant, second assistant lead imagineer at Tesla. Nate yeah. was looking at me yeah. like I well, thought of another no, acronym. I just, I'm just mm. thinking I
1: was just going to say, Alice, that I'm considering that that is the least racist American car
0: owner joke backronym <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that should be the episode title. But but,
2: but what's going to happen to like the people whose jobs are mostly uh, recording TikToks about how cool their job is? You know, I I I, I go mm. to the office, I I get the free kombucha, I work two hours, and then I go, you know, buy some overpriced food kind of thing.
0: Well, people are disaffected. The time was, this was a gay sex town. My father was working, everyone in this town was having gay sex. But now since they closed down the Dodge plant, it's been a short. <laughs> uh, I think the um I think look, the 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 interesting
3: question's right in with regard to what you're talking about is um you know, where are where is all of that belief going to go? Cuz I think, you know, beyond just being a a, a circus impresario, he is Musk himself and the sort of the economy that he represents—that sort of has slowly and then very quickly started to fall apart. Uh, that also served as the as the uh, place where a lot of belief was put. And mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what's going to happen when it eventually fails, and that belief has to go somewhere else. Um, I, but I also think, like, now think about the la- that the thing that sort of worsened the burn, accelerated the demise of the most recent burned-over country of most of the um, uh, sort of bits outside of major cities in like the US and UK and stuff. And you sort of uh, be like, well, the people who were the kinds of people who would now have the roles where they were posting on it about how they, you know, have four meetings and then have lunchables or whatever. Like a lot of those people were fine. Sure. Right. Yeah. It was that it wasn't that proletarianization came for like the least productive. It came for the, in fact, in many cases, the most productive, just like it meant a lot of the most uh, um Say uh, least uh, white collar class wise.
2: Yeah, it you got came from the guys who are having gay sex with each other instead of the people who are like monitoring and supervising and directing that gay sex.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like Avril Lavigne.
1: <laughs> on the accident. fell into the machinery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what's weird though is you know I know that we're going to talk about Adam Newman, the ex of WeWork, and um, it's interesting because this reminded me of something. Like when I talk about. We talk about WeWork and similar sort of tech uh, bull market, kind of peak, zero interest, free money startups. Uh, you know, I was the, the thing about WeWork that always really strikes me is that they had like the WeWork Fest or some kind of WeWork camp. And it was sort of like, you know, basically like, let's have vibes about work, but also make it like a festival. Very, very strange, strange thing. And like, you know, it attracted enough devotees that like, I, I think the sentiment was sincere. And it reminded me of, um, there was a. Have you guys ever heard of the brand name Saturn for cars? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Riley yeah. might know him. Saturn was a was a General Motors uh, imprint. I think they started it in the '80s, and it, it finally went went uh, got discontinued in 2010. But they were famous for making sort of like shitty cars by and large. Like they were they were they were they were very very down market. Uh, they weren't good. Um, but in '94, I think they. I remember they had this commercial. And it was sort of featuring the fact that they had like. A Saturn owner's jamboree to like have a big fucking like camp get together where everyone came out and drove their Saturn out like in like Tennessee or someplace.
0: Saturn owner's jamboree. Well the
2: only thing they're interested in is Uranus.
0: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, god.
2: I've <laughs> just I've I've just perfectly sort of diverted Milo's brain onto uh like homophobic American car owner memes.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. right.
0: My new interest.
1: Uh yeah, I mean it's what, what The point I'm making, though, is that uh, that is now uh, kind of seen as an absurd curio. And I do wonder if, you know, 20 odd years from now, 30 odd years from now, because, I mean, you're getting on 30 years from when the Saturn Jamboree commercial happened uh, and the real event happened. Uh, if things like WeWork, things like Tesla, you know, Tesla Musk fandom.
2: Tesla's going to do a million things like this. Right, right.
1: But like that, it's going to be seen in the same sort of like, wow, that's a weird blip. And it's the hardest thing to imagine is that anyone could be so worked up about their car brand that they decided to go spend time on vacation going to like a car brand owner's convention. Um, Mm. Unless, of course, they're. Dodge truck owners and it's a huge Fucking open air <laughs> orgy For guys
3: only for guys That's Women right. are not allowed yeah. <laughs> Uh But they're actually all doing it To make a point about the Ford guys Who are all doing it yes. to make a point about exactly. the GM yes. guys Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's, exactly. it's like a homophobic Oroboros except the Oroboros Is like two guys sucking each other's dicks
3: Yeah so you'd be like dude
2: you're so gay <laughs> <laughs> Um It's like the straightest thing you can do is to like suck another dude's dick as a man in order to call a third man gay. I mean, that's just like, that's like, Nate, you just know everything about the 2004 internet. It really is
3: a a wellspring of knowledge.
1: Well, I mean, I was just also going to say too that I mean, like, let me be honest. I was like, if you've ever been around soldiers from any military, like in the US Army, we had our guys would have a thing called gay chicken, which basically like is what it says on the tin. It's whoever flinches first loses the game. And it's like, how far are you willing to go? Žižek genuinely... has a
2: joke about this about the Yugoslav army, too, where he's like, yeah, it was an intensely homophobic institution, we also said, instead of like, good morning or hello, we said, oh, suck your dick. Just- mm. homosociality, it's a powerful yeah, thing. Shuck your dick, things of that <laughs> nature. Well, <laughs> actually, we said it was a sh." It's great.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean okay like i don't want to derail the episode talking about the different ways in which you know soldiers will say things like yep time to suck today's dick and be like also i'm straight uh
2: but <laughs> y- su- suffice it to say yeah, yeah i don't is- own a dodge truck no,
1: exactly it's like- <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is actually the ancient romans model of sexuality as well Was uh you know it's it's not gay for the one who owns the ford <laughs>
1: You, you can only have sex, you can only have sex with a dodge ram owner if he's still got a car payment, but once he's paid it off, it's <laughs> against the law to fuck him.
3: well you're it's that's how he learns how to drive better <laughs> um, <laughs> but right I, I think that the um the the thing i the thing that always sort of you know diverts me about tesla and 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 is the symbol the symbol for which it has become so much about belief and no one has managed to harness. The zero interest rate economy to create a kind of pseudo religion around himself than Adam Newman. Uh, and Adam Newman Hello, is, of course. Adam Newman? Back. He's back. He's back. Uh, and not that he ever left. Uh, or not calling it a comeback. Uh, he has unfortunately been here for years because yeah. after the sort of titanic failure of WeWork, I mean, we sort of, in the, ep- in the epilogue to our WeWork episodes, we sort of addressed that, yeah, Adam Newman is just set for life now. He's a billionaire
2: he's fine yeah, he, he made a shitload of money off of uh the, the idea of do, do not buy but lease a shitload of office space uh put some cucumber water in there and then profit we hope also incidentally starting kind of a cult <laughs> yes yeah, so starting kind of by accident sort of a cult
3: um and uh, uh, also really much of the money coming from uh, for example, uh, investors—it's uh, a, a large, large salaries you pay yourself, or uh, trademarking we as a brand and then selling it back to your own firm yeah, again yeah, for yeah. six, all six this, million the stuff dollars. We, 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 yeah.
2: we know and love the yeah. sort of like branches out into shit that doesn't make any sense but is insanely evil, like education or whatever. Of course, uh, it, and- it, it, it's 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 a classic of the genre. It's sort of our bread and butter, uh, and that's that's why we we're following Adam. Indeed. And so he now
3: has a, a, what's called a family office. So basically, ah, a lot of times, if fund. you're... Yeah, yeah, basically, uh, yes, yeah. Exactly. If,
1: if you, you can't take outside money. Uh, you still operate as a hedge fund and basically everything stays the same. But you cannot have in, in, uh, institutional investors. Or rather, you can't have outside investors who aren't either family or like within a specifically defined group. You can't take outside investment money.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, um, it the the basically the worst thing you can do is be a rich guy who still you know makes millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. You just can't do it with other people's money.
1: I wouldn't say millions and millions. I'd say more like hundreds of millions. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like exactly. Fam- family office. If you if you followed uh the show Billions, that's typically one of the things when someone gets really hemmed up in in the the hedge fund world is they're sort of like, yeah, well, you're you know. Part of your plea agreement is you're going to immediately convert your, your, your firm to a family office like that. You, don't get, you, aren't, you aren't kicked out of the game so much as you're just no longer allowed
0: to take... Yeah, you have to devil. do a prestige.
3: <laughs> you're basically what you're doing is you're, you're still playing the sport, just only exhibition games. Mm. Uh, you're no longer allowed to like
2: win the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're allowed mm. to do like sick dunks, but like mm. it doesn't really yeah, count. You get to be a Harlem Globetrotter. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. The SEC is the Washington Generals. Yeah.
0: They've, they've allowed him to set up a family office on the proviso that he invests heavily in dick on dick gay entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: um, this is. So I have a few sort of
3: pieces here, right?
2: The federal this government is... has ordered you as part of your plea deal to become gay. <laughs> Exactly. You have to buy um, the a truck. <laughs> so this is actually what happened to me. Yeah. This is this
1: is actually a corporate restructuring. Uh, you need to close down your imprint, and you will now operate on under the label of GMC Motors, also known as Gay Man's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> do you just know all of. No, I these? just made that one up. But I mean, I just I just try to turn I try <laughs> to turn on the specifically American part of my brain and imagine GMC. That's an easy acronym. How do you make that homophobic? <laughs>
3: uh, so. <laughs> Basically, right is is he has slowly been rebuilding his empire, um, uh, uh through this uh, family office. That means no more Masayoshi Son, but he's realized he kind of is the Masayoshi Son now, um,
1: uh, for
2: his own okay. business. Yeah, because he made so, so much money off of this, he can just like bankroll shit himself.
3: Indeed, and so this is uh from the FT in March. This is a profile of his family office, and we're gonna see some things. Uh, raised here that we're going to see in another uh, uh, thing we're going to talk about in a sec, uh, uh, which is the decision by a certain very prominent venture capitalist to invest in one of his uh, very strange ideas. So this is from the FT. Most porous modems of WeWork under Newman have concluded that the quest for hypergrowth was his undoing. But if he has learned a lesson about going more slowly, uh, his side deck, his slide deck in front of me does not necessarily betray it. The family office is still pursuing venture investments with massive value creation potential. However, he still has learned many lessons. This puts Newman in itself, himself in the position SoftBank's Masayoshi-san co- occupied when he was still running WeWork. Uh, I, I asked Newman how that experience informs how he operates now. This is a quote from Newman. This is so interesting. I've only shared this internally, so it almost feels weird to say it out loud. But I believe it's th- that experience, remember, the experience of being the world's least competent landlord that still managed to make billions of dollars out of it. That that this experience that is allowing me and the team to now be venture investors, it's actually taking the successes, but even more interestingly, the lessons from the last ten years and implementing implementing losses
2: was lessons,
3: and implementing them to every situation that we see. Uh, And so keep that in mind, right? He has learned all of the lessons.
2: This is literally sort of like um, the the uh, it's very close to something that we saw with Uber that we've talked about before, where Uber was like. We brought in a new guy, we brought in Derek Osroshelhi, and he's going to fix everything because he's like serious and business minded. And he's like, you know, not, not going to like piss money out of the window. This, except it's the same guy. It's yeah. literally the same guy. Well, it's the same guy, but uh, now he's watched some so Cobra tape videos. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's like, learned a lot. He's grown as a person. And I think he's going to demonstrate real maturity. And it's, it's fully just the same guy.
3: Interestingly, uh, Alice, I don't actually have this in the notes, but I remember it from the article, so I've just brought it up again. The article does take a moment to highlight that Newman is uh, no longer dressing like a
2: doofus. It says I, today, I was gonna I was about to say I would respect this more if he had done a sort of like Count Olaf style disguise. If he had been like, No, I'm not Adam Newman. I, I I'm Adam Newman's cousin who has a moustache. I'm Adam and that makes old, me a different person. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, mm, Gary Oldman. If, if he brother. had been if he had been Madame Oldman, he'd been like wearing sort of like mm. pantomime drag. Hundred percent. I'm on board. Investing all my My family
0: money. office is investing all my older money in our family made by my brother Gary Oldman,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, Hollywood act- actor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, but instead of that, what he's done is he's started wearing shoes that lace up. Now,
3: so it says. With t-shirts emblazoned with motivational slogans that Adam usually favors, uh, he's not wearing. He has chosen a sober gray shirt instead, featureless but for black button. He's he's
2: he's worked out how to work a button. <laughs> His hair Th- this is, is what humility has taught him. It has taught him to work the button of a shirt.
3: <laughs> uh, that's right. So, um so he's dressing normal now, and he, mm-hmm. he talks about how like he's learned here to be an investor. He says on a video call a year ago, he was advising a founder to take a new strategic direction, but the entrepreneur wouldn't heed it. Uh, the call, her, hear it, rather. The call got heated, quote, And suddenly, I see myself, I slow down, and I breathe. And I say to the entrepreneur, thank you, because now I see how it feels to be on the investor side. And I say to him, you know what? I think many times I made the right decisions, but there were times where I could have listened better. And the reason I'm giving you this advice is because I think it's best for you, not for any personal need for myself. So please take a second and hear what what I'm saying And learn from my lesson. I should have listened more. And this is an opportunity for you to listen. Uh, So, also being just the world's most annoying, self satisfied guy. Um, And he's ultimately right. He says, I think what's beautiful about the new story, the thing he's doing now, is that it's a progression and a consequence of the old story where he uh, cartoonishly failed at being a landlord. Hmm. I don't know if it's a model, but a thought that guided me is that if we take everything that happened as a lesson, we celebrate the great, we learn from whatever it is we can learn from and then apply it as we move forward into the future, then that's extremely beneficial.
2: It's, it's a bad thing that we sort of make it possible for you to have infinity money, infinity times, it seems, providing you're able to demonstrate, like, relentless, psychopathic confidence. Um that's the only way this works. If he, if this man ever stops believing in himself, it's over. But he never will, because he's exactly the kind of person that we've selected for for this stuff, and it's someone who will never, ever have any self-doubt whatsoever, and will just think, oh, well, this is my next, you know, I had my golden age, now it's my silver age, sort of comic book.
3: Yeah, era. it's the, uh, because the, well, the the one thing that's interesting, right, And and this is sort of the setup for what comes next, is how he's the only way that they're able to, if you do WeWork and you're 2% more normal, right? Maybe, I don't know, let's say you do WeWork, and then you hit your head and then you become normal. You will never, ever, ever be able to do anything again because you will realize how insanely bad WeWork went.
2: It, it's not even... Yeah, and it's kind of like... It's 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 a, it's like a tightrope walker thing, too. Like, you look down and you see how much money is involved in this uh, and, like, how much real estate and how much, like... Economic activity is tied up in your dumb bullshit. Then you're going to fall off the thing uh, because it was it's a, like unsustainable to anyone except the kind of person who is just like looking steadily at the other side and just walking straight across like an absolute moron.
3: And, and I think like it's it it takes it takes that kind of again like near religious or in this case religious leader devotion to the idea mm. that you have a particular unique destiny it's just that all of the religious words i mean if you listen to sort of what adam is talking about or newman is talking about rather it's a kind of it's a sto- it is a a st- it, he sees himself as a um as a sort of prophet of of the, of we initially but now as a kind of you know um uh, 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 like like saint um like, like a kind of Christian saint, right? The uh, the, the who is going to be you mm. know b- by preaching to the to other uh, uh, entrepreneurs to show them the way how, but also how he went through his tribulations so that he may um all also that he could come to his ultimate destiny, which is to be in this case a slightly better investor. It's a little bit of a parallel, I think, with Kathy Wood, who's um who basically says God told me where to allocate assets. It just so happens that I've been doing that in an environment where everything is going up, especially insane speculations. right? it's this it's this mm. same sort of um replacement of uh, a, a, it's re- specific like religious doctrine with the idea of infinite growth forever and the replacement of well, religious like... language with the sort of vague talk of like self-improvement and and business speak I and
2: mean, to come back to revival and stuff, you have to do that to be a sort of an evangelist in that sense, too. Like no one was doing like tent revivals going, oh, well, I I think maybe uh, we should consider that, you know, we have to think about this. No, you have to start with an immediate lie and then just sort of like double and triple down on it forever until either it runs out or you end up in Utah. (laughs) Um, And
3: so I think that's sort of where we want to get to. Okay, well, what is it that he's doing? Yeah, 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 we want to get to Utah. Um, So what is it, in fact, that he is doing? Uh, what are these
2: he's, he's doing he's doing landlord stuff uh, again But this time, humbly
3: Yeah. Well, this time, number one He's actually purchased the units that he's going to be uh, Renting out so
2: I... Oh, so he has learned
3: <laughs> he, he has actually learned one Very important lesson <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: Someone explained to him what a landlord was And he, he learned from that And he took that yeah. forward so, Oh, you mean those go, guys okay, aren't I... renting
0: the place? <laughs> Someone
2: else <laughs> uh, yeah, what what he was last time was a kind of like sublet lord. Uh, so he's got two, he's got these
3: firms, right? Uh, Flow is the big one, right? And so Flow uh, has recently attracted $350 million, uh, not as evaluation, a valuation, an investment at a much higher valuation from Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, Andreessen also is a guy we've talked about quite a bit, right? He's a...
2: Oh yeah, Mark Andreessen's a classic guy in the team. Well, CS I think world. that it's
3: I've been lo- sort of looking for the new SoftBank. I thought it was going to be Tiger Global for a while, but like they just invested in a, like in um potato futures. That's not a SoftBank thing to do. That's very practical. Um I, and I realized it's been sitting in front of me the whole time. We've been reading a lot from Andreessen Horowitz's blog and stuff, but I've realized what it takes to invest in Adam Newman and an Adam Newman uh cinematic universe company, which is you need to you need to yourself be a combination of very rich and have a very strange point you're trying to prove with all of the investments that you're making
2: yeah you, you need to be a believer but not necessarily a believer in the same way that like uh, any of these startup guys including Newman is in, in like in something that's like orthogonal something that's like a slightly sort of off to uh, like something tangential mm-hmm. to them and it's I think at the other like that—that's what Peter Thiel's like fucking superpowers. Besides a shitload of money, is, uh, yeah, I, I'm not actually uh, fascist. Probably I'm like some kind of secret third thing that is sort of ninety percent fascist and ten percent like weird monarchist. And, and, um, but
3: in this case, right? I think the thing that both Mark Andreessen and Masayoshi Son had in common is that they are true believing. Uh, utopians, because that's and in the sort of in in the tech sense, it's just Mark Andreessen's a little bit more friendly with Peter Thiel than Masayoshi Son was, and so you know Mark Andreessen also is like uh, investing for example much more sort of bullish about crypto than Son was. Um, it made it more central to his thing because a big part of like being a big crypto guy is that you have a sort of innate understanding that. All of these institutions are fundamentally compromised because they're not free enough, or we have to, and, and you're basically more of an ANCAP than Masayoshi San ever was. So, Mark Andreessen, mm-hmm. this is his blog post about investing in flow. He also, his company invested in another Newman property called Flow Carbon, which we'll talk about if we have time. Um, uh, So, investing in flow. Mark Andreessen says, Our nation has a housing crisis. Again, we are going to solve this True. by. Judging up some flats we are going to
2: make it you worse know. we are going to make it worse yeah because hey it's, that's something
3: because i mean it's if you think yeah. about it it's like our nation has a housing crisis right well in this case the u.s has a housing crisis so does the uk um and you want to wonder okay well what's the solution to this housing crisis that's been caused by uh, gigantic institutional investors or at least in no small part caused by gigantic institutional investors buying every ooh, single family home oh is it is it vibes uh well, it's that, but also another gigantic institutional investor buying up every single other family home. I would say oh, also good. that
1: this is a relatively recent phenomenon in the u s like the u k is ahead of the curve in terms of this thing being a problem, and in the u k it's less to do with the fact that you you know you it's less common to have like a private equity investor investing in a real estate investment trust that's buying up single family homes. Where, but the idea of like a housing shortage exacerbated by the fact that it's almost impossible to build new housing stock without it being insanely overpriced, the quality of new builds are quite poor, and you know, like there's just a bottleneck of supply. Like the UK was ahead of the curve on that. In the US, this was a problem or a significant problem around big cities as the sort of like internet economy picked up. Like obviously the Bay Area is a huge one, but this was a problem in Boston, in New York, in uh in Chicago. Chicago's not as bad, but it's getting there. Los Angeles, uh Seattle now, um, all of these cities. But like it's become a problem everywhere. Like I can recall, you know, ten years ago when you could get like a one bedroom condo in Atlanta, like in the city of Atlanta, like downtown practically. Um, in like an area that would be considered desirable for like $110,000. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. I can recall when you could get like a single-family detached home in Raleigh, North Carolina for like $150,000. Now it's like 600000 Like It's shocking how much more expensive it's gotten everywhere. Like It used to be, okay, blue state, big city, tech economy, etc. It wasn't that way everywhere. It's gotten so unbelievably bad. Like I've got a friend who's basically getting priced out of St. Louis. Like... If you know anything about America, I mean, obviously, it's a suburb of St. Louis. It's not, it's not city of St. Louis, but like, fuck me. Like, the idea that, that that's happening, that like the Bay Area slash, you know, um, Boston containment. Yeah. Boston metro area kind of problem of housing costs is happening in, yeah, in St. Louis, in Raleigh, in Durham, North Carolina. Like, that, the idea of that happening is insane. But this is, a, this, is a, this is a phenomenon in the last 10 years, certainly. I'd say in the last five years.
3: Well, what I mean there's there's uh, I'm being glib when I sort of talk about the massive institutional investors. That's a, a big part of what's driven it in the last few years. But ultimately, it goes back to the same thing that's at the root of more or less everything else, which is that if money is free, then asset prices inflate forever, and the people who have the most assets have the most access to the most money to be, get more assets. And so, if you and if you heavily financialize housing. Uh, and that's sort of the main store of wealth for a lot of people. And also, mortgages don't cost very much. Then it just means that more people can, more people can keep turning over those houses. But because that's the model of where everyone's retirement is, the prices basically just need to keep going up. And so what the and so the idea of the of the your house price rising is what secures your it's what secures the investment of your life or whatever the that model of society it requires the house prices to go up forever, which means that interest rates have to stay at nothing forever so that wages don't have to go up so that people can keep obviously buying these houses, right? So what's happened is that we essentially have gone crashing through that particular contradiction once interest rates started going up because one of the, one of the very wobbly legs of that triad went away. Uh, that tripod, rather, went away. And so... Wait, Riley, are you suggesting that
0: house prices can't just increase forever?
3: <laughs> Indeed. And so, again, this is so even just like that, that digression, right, is going to sort of like bear that in mind. And also Newman talking about all the lessons he learned when we look at what what Mark Andreessen has written about, about investing in flow to solve the housing crisis, right? Because if you are a tech utopian who's really into cryptocurrency, then you don't want to hear that explanation of the housing crisis, that the problem is the financialization. You want to hear that the problem is the regulation and that if only we had the right sets of regulations, the market would just sort of sort itself out and without having to look at anything like ownership. The problem is insufficient freedom.
2: Well, that, that, that's why you need that kind of belief to do this, is you have to be resistant to any sort of like developments in economics. Yeah, correct. Uh, so in
3: our nation, Mark Andreessen writes, has a housing crisis. Uh, the demographic trends driving America's housing market are impossible to ignore. Our country is creating households faster than we're building houses. So, you know, he's a he's a Yimby, except at one point um, they were going to develop a multifamily home in his uh, county and he opposed its uh, construction. But never mind. Uh, Structural shortages in available homes for sale push housing prices higher, while young people are staying single for longer and increasingly concentrating in highly desirable urban centers. These factors put enormous pressure on rent in the nation's most dynamic cities. Uh, starkly revealing the troubling realities of both sides of our housing markets two models. He then describes the models. Uh, The first one is just, you know, you you own a house um, near your current employer if you can find it. Um, If you can afford that house, uh, and once you buy it, you're now stuck, you can't move, blah, 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 blah. That's talking about, you know, owning Mm -hmm. a house. The second model is uh, one that I think reveals a little bit more of the big ideology cube, uh, which he says, you rent an apartment, but it's a soulless experience. Do you even meet your neighbors, much less have any friends in your complex? Uh, does it feel like home? Wait Sorry, a ahead.
2: second. Wait a second. OK, so I get what he's doing here because this is this is from the blog post about why he's invested yeah. in uh, Newman's new thing, right? He's suggesting that Newman's thing is going to end or at least combat alienation and loneliness.: uh, Well, that just like we worked it. Yeah, of course, because I became such close friends with everyone at the WeWork that I yeah, worked absolutely. at. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, And so, uh, essentially,
2: what, this, what the post goes on to say. You know, our, our eyes met across the cucumber water <laughs> kind of thing.
3: Uh, it says, are you proud to bring <laughs> friends and family to visit or hesitant? And you can pay rent for decades and still own zero equity. Nothing. There's a reason the federal government started subsidizing home mortgages. Someone who is bought into where he lives cares more about where he lives. Without this, apartments don't generate any bond between person and place. Without community, no bond between person to person. So life was not alienating at all until we started living in apartments and getting the Sriracha tacos and and going to craft beer Mm -hmm. and eating the bugs and living in the pod, basically. Of course, we must return course, to a yeah. prelapsarian time before buildings were allowed to get above uh, five or so stories. Seems to be the <laughs> <laughs> Andreessen point of view. He says, for many of these people, the increased screen time of working of working remotely. Because
2: so the thing is, right? Like, I, I, I he, he has identified. Uh, you know, it's a, it's not a difficult thing to do. But he has identified a real problem, which is a lot of people's apartments are shit. My apartment is shit. I wouldn't want to have people over. Part of the reason why is because I don't own it. It's like it's my landlord's. My landlord is, you know, fine, whatever. Um, It's but the solution to that is a new, like a new, more sort of cult-like landlord. Yeah. What if you loved your landlord and Mm. that was your social bond? Because if I own it, then I would have to live in a society. Yeah, which you don't want. It would be better in like in many many ways, but it, I would have to like also as society. if you were in the so, Brian
0: Jones house share.
2: Yeah, the, I I like these fuckers better when they were trying to get me to move into their weird sex compounds. You know, mm. instead of being like, yeah, I, I guess the, they kind the of are Dodge still.
0: truck dealership.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I would just say too that like the, it it's funny because something that's relevant for British listeners, American listeners know this is that. Public housing in America is almost impossible to build, both because of zoning considerations and in some states, laws basically making it almost illegal or functionally illegal because it requires this incredible burden in a sort of referendum-style vote that makes it... You cannot do it. Whereas in Britain, we have social housing. Obviously, they, the, both Tory and Labour hate it, um, but they, they, we do have it. They are building more of it in small amounts. Uh, I live in the borough of Southwark. Uh, the wait list is like, there's like 13,000 people on the wait list. You can't even get on the wait list until you can prove you've lived in Southwark borough for at least five years. And like, so a lot of it is in very poor shape. Um, I'd love to live in social housing just because I'd love to fucking pay rent to not a goddamn corporate landlord or a person who's a landlord. But it's almost impossible to get. And I, it's also means tested. So that like at this point, I mean, you know, good on me, I'm doing well financially, but like, I wouldn't be able to get in. But like, I would love, I would fucking love to not have to pay money to a landlord and not be obligated to be like, if you want a place where you don't feel like you're a mark, you're obligated to buy.
3: What if you felt like a mark, but there was a ping pong table?
0: Uh, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Tell me more about this okay. ping pong table.
3: I
1: mean, th- that could alter the calculus just a little bit. <laughs> but so- the next thing I want to say, though, is that like the concept of social housing like being good, like, there's plenty of, there, are, there are plenty of countries in the world that have done social housing where like, it is an alternative to this notion that the you know the only way to not be a mark or to live you know a life of zero control in any way over your life whatsoever uh, is to buy a place.
3: Well, but also, right, you, a yeah. lot of previous iterations of sort of, of 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 social housing back when we were building actual social housing did also have stuff like community centers attached. It had daycares attached. It had libraries. It had things you could do to go see people you lived near you do, and and so the idea that this is somehow a again we don't know the specifics of Flow's business model, but by implication we sort of we can sort of suss out what it is by sort of you know what Andreessen is saying and what Adam Newman has done, which is he's spent over a billion dollars buying three thousand uh um residential units in like Fort Lauderdale in Miami, uh,
2: condos, yeah. condos, but with like totally empty, but with a ping pong <laughs> Yeah, table. Mm. but but the idea, even like. That shit's going to be underwater in, like, a yeah, month. Swim yeah, swim club. What?
0: Yeah, well, you know, ping pong balls float, so do ping pong bats. You know, this is the sense of it.
2: And the ping pong <laughs> table, we, that's if a If we get enough thing. ping pong tables, yeah. if we get enough ping pong tables in the condo, we can, like, refloat it above the flood water. Uh, And so, What you
0: got to understand is, you know, a good landlord might give you a ping pong table, but a really great landlord gives you a ping pong show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> that's not vulnerable to climate change Uh, you can always remember the ping pong show when you're ankle deep in water
3: so this is this is this is what this is what uh uh, continues to write um my partner catherine boyle has written about has written about this alienation and i think she's right and then he cites two articles written by his partner catherine boyle first one entitled can zoom save the american family and can starlink save the american mother What is this, Mad Libs? (laughs) He's being generated by an AI (laughs) Apparently they can So, uh, here's what he says about Flow Adam is a visionary leader Who revolutionized the second largest asset class in the world Commercial real estate By bringing community to an industry In which neither existed before
0: Revolutionized is an interesting word
3: He revolutionized commercial (laughs) real estate By forgetting to buy any of the real estate
0: Uh, He revolutionized his investors' money Into it not being there anymore
3: (laughs) Uh, Adam and the story of WeWork have been exhaust exhaustively chronicled. But for all the energy put into covering the story, it's often underappreciated that only one person has fundamentally redesigned the office experience and led a paradigm changing global economy in the process. Adam Newman. Um, and again, like, what? How do you? What redesigned the office experience. Like a lot of people don't work in offices now. Uh, the people mm. that do, like what how do you redesign the office experience like there's beard there used to uh, be three martinis bags. at lunch none of this is new
1: yeah. but also something i mean ping pong show What's interesting about this is that like this completely ignores the idea that there are sectors of the economy where people don't work in white collar offices like that's mm. maybe that's table stakes but it just feels as though when these things are talked about like regardless of the, like when they say like this is bad because x is happening or, or y doesn't happen anymore it makes you realize that like to them you are basically a Morlock unless you work in a job like they do, like those whole mm. sectors of the economy. A larger percentage of the economy than white collar, you know, service work or you know things along those lines, uh, that doesn't exist.
0: So, like, mm. why should we yeah, be talking about? Now, if want? there was an air hockey table. Uh, they should they should actually they should do like open cast mining like it's a WeWork. work. Like there's an air hockey table, there's bean bags. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's like <laughs> you can have an air hockey table. Doing doing my little mining TikToks being like, Yes, yeah, so I, I get in, I get the free kombucha, I do mm. I play some ping pong, do a bit of like lead mining, yeah. come back out. Grizzled um, Australians
0: you know. in Kalgoorlie taking a lift deep into the center of the earth and just going, Oh, the fucking cucumber water's on point today. <laughs> the
1: so- the Sophie's choice of American housing policy is you can either live in like the cult timeshare from Andreessen Horowitz, or you can live in Vienna style social housing, but you have to drive a Ford
0: truck. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, looking at looking at my landlord as he's firing ping pong balls out of his asshole to welcome me to the neighborhood, and just going, "What does this guy drive? A Dodge?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> Twenty one ping pong balls salute as you get your keys to your like little pod. Um,
0: That's what they should do when the Queen eventually dies.
3: <laughs> so, we, we think it is natural, Every
0: landlord in Britain.
3: We think it is natural. Uh, since that it, for his first venture since WeWork, Adam and his colleagues build the future of living uh, with the theme of connecting people through transforming their physical spaces and building communities where people spend most of their time—the home. Residential real estate is ready for this change. Shelter is one of our most basic needs. Thank you, Mark. Uh-huh. In a world where limited access to home ownership continues to be a driving force behind inequality and anxiety, giving renters the sense of security, community, and genuine ownership has transformative power in our society. So note this do not say ownership. We said a sense of ownership.
1: Webster's defines putting a gun in your mouth as
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) what you do if you find out that you've recently been given a Ford truck. Uh,
1: (laughs) 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 I can't think of what a good homophobic (laughs) Ford acronym would be. All I can think of is like fans of rubbing dicks or something like that. But that feels like like <laughs> that's too gay for like the homophobic Facebook post. Yeah, they wouldn't Fans think of, of rubbing
0: dicks is quite good
3: though. I do like that. Uh, how about this Fritage, comma or rubbing dicks? <laughs> so it's more of like a definition. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, when you care for people at their home and provide them with a sense of physical and financial security. Again, a sense of financial security. Fucking old raggedy butts. <laughs>
2: I love to be lulled into a sense of financial security. Not a false one, just it's, it's a sense the, of it. This You're is being off lulled. topic,
1: but I just imagine Riley getting added to like American hometown Facebook meme groups where it's all the homophobic truck memes. And he started to be like, Mansard roof owners be like, and no one fucking gets the joke.
3: <laughs> Come on, they do be like that. though. <laughs> uh ahead. Only through a seismic shift in the way that industry relationships are structured and the mechanisms through which value is delivered can we hope to address the underlying problems of the current system and build the solution. To which I say, yes, that is absolutely true. (laughs) Just probably, I think, not in the way that you necessarily want. Uh, Doing this requires combining community-driven experience-centric service with the latest technology in a way that has never been done before to create a system where renters receive the benefits of owners. This means rethinking the entire Mm. value chain from the way buildings are purchased and owned to the way residents interact with their buildings to the way value Mm. is distributed among stakeholders. And given the fragmented nature of the ecosystem today, we can only hope to accomplish this by bringing every aspect of the living experience together. So this is very um, opaque, right? Obviously, it's supposed to be opaque. He's, He's creating hype around an investment because he wants other people to come in and invest in the thing he invested in and make money why any of them do anything that's why any venture capitalist writes anything that they write um but thinking about well what are we what's, what's newman likely to try to actually do i mean i don't know if he's actually going to do
2: it uh yeah. probably ruin one of jerry seinfeld's <laughs> schemes again. yeah absolutely mm. um I, but
3: can, can i ask yep, a question go
1: ahead because i have been listening but my brain has been fucking overdrive trying to come up with yeah truck, I, I just tried like, huh.
2: took took out the whole yeah. fucking fucking
0: overdrive thing. real dicks. For,
1: for example toyota could be tearing open your oiled twink asshole. uh probably a little more detailed than <laughs> most of those guys want to get into <laughs> tells it, it's sort of more about the teller yeah, than the told um yeah. what is the novelty of this business model like what is the business model in I, I i can't quite figure out through all this preamble so what they're doing so that's the
3: thing right it, it is not Known specifically what it is, but I think we can kind of suss it out, right? Because WeWork said much the same thing about working, right? We are going to give people a sense of of ownership and community because they can cut, they can customize their space and they're going to be hanging out and going to camp together, and there but it's going to be activities. Really, what happened is, with they they had a, a a place where you could rent a kind of subsidized desk because you know that they were trying to gain share, um, and there was beer and ping pong and activities and stuff
1: yeah the the value the value proposition of WeWork in its fundamental state where it made sense as a business model was that if you weren't yet at the point where you wanted to sign on to a commercial lease especially in like a high uh cost of renting doing business area mm-hmm. that it was an option to do like short-term leases individual leases small things okay everything else i got to an answer was, was just fully you know yeah dumping money into a volcano to see if it stops the volcano level of like tech economy stuff yeah, correct. i understand that proposition of yeah. like a business that wants a business office space but isn't yet in a position to take out a long-term lease especially in markets like New York mm. uh where it's insane There's a huge amount up front like that makes sense that genuinely makes sense even yeah. if it sucks but the rest of it nuts so like way, what what's what? this is this just we live is this just like reorienting towards commercial real or residential real estate like
3: so i have a number of theories about what it is because uh, no one actually knows for sure yet. Uh, there has been some. In, there's been some writing about this actually from uh, from uh, one one writer Cyrus uh, Favier, uh, who has basically said that Flo's mission seems oddly similar to a startup that Newman invested in, but they wouldn't t- let him take a controlling share called Alfred. Which, if for fans of Mad Magazine, you will find that very amusing. <laughs> oh, that Alfred, Al- Alfred is now X Newman <laughs> or Alfred yeah. E. Newman. Fuck.
1: <laughs> also, can I just say, have you ever seen what Mark Andreessen looks like?
3: Oh, he looks awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, normally. Like Like, Mark Andreessen. I guess in a way, like, even if this it wasn't his name attached, even if it wasn't all of the backstory of all of his tie-ins with all the things he's done, his connection to Peter Thiel, all these things. He just and I I I don't want. Oh my god! He looks like Humpty Dumpty. He looks like the villain in a Flash (laughs) Gordon movie. He looks like his name is like like I don't know. (laughs)
0: Fucking this mf looking like some horses and men trying to put his head back together. That's what he looks like. Uh. He looks like this like yeah exactly like like a
1: villain in an off-brand Flash Gordon thing named like the Dastardly or something
2: like that. (laughs) This, This is like a. A third-string Game of Thrones character from the shit-isles.
1: Emphatically, wearing a prosthetic finger,
0: or whatever his name is. Meet the thumb.
1: (laughs) He has a pointy head, and he's bald. It's so weird. He has the pointiest head I think I've ever seen in my life.
0: That's why he looks like Humpty Dumpty, because he's got a pointed head like an egg. Which means he doesn't look like a Flash Gordon villain. He looks like a Sonic the Hedgehog villain.
3: (laughs) Uh, So, Mm. (laughs) So, look... so the, the, there was this company Alfred uh, that sort of has a relatively similar value proposition, um, but which which basically says it's an app based personal assistant for renters, uh, and so that's been one of the theories, right? Which is it's basically a much scaled up version of um, of Alfred, which basically uh, is a way of uh, sort of. Like saving like suites of lifestyle services and um, tech-enabled amenities uh, for for renters, right? Like you can have um, you can host a yoga and meditation thing in your building, right? You can have a moving concierge or pet care or whatever. It's basically like trying to connect your the neighbors in an apartment building together so that they can um, you know uh, have more community, but also have some concierge services, right? That's basically what Alfred is, and that seems to be kind of what flow is promising. Um,
0: now I'm and then again, the concierge having pieced together my big egg hair, which is no. once again. I, I do find it funny that you could only friend. do like
1: antebellum Southern gentleman voice or, it's just my favorite. or one Valley girl. You can't do
0: any other American accent. It's very funny.: yeah, Those are
3: me. the only two types of American.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, w- it wouldn't be as fun if I'm There's like I'm genders, calling man. the concierge to have him put together my egg head, which is fractured upon the door. Actually, you know what would be fun for that is the noir detective. At which point, I called the concierge and asked him up to my room to help me piece together the pieces of my head, which had shattered on the doorframe. The concierge arrived. Whereupon, I noticed that he had egg on his shoe. Curious. Getting a
2: little bit, a little bit like a sort of Nathan G. Robinson mm-hmm. 1940s version of Andrew Taylor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was then I became aware my sparkling water had gone flat.
2: I feel like,
1: I was like, I didn't realize I was reading a detective story narrated by Polly Walnuts.
3: (laughs) That's right. Uh, R.I.P. Anyway, Mm. right. So it's, uh, think about it. So this is one of the theories. Uh, Personally, I think, I'm looking at what what Andreessen is writing when he talks about, because one of the things that Alfred doesn't do, right, is it does not involve itself in the finances or ownership side. And if I want to think about, okay, well, what does Mark Andreessen love? He loves crypto. He's insanely into crypto. He dove Andreessen Horowitz headfirst into crypto. Um, and like there's a the whole crypto vertical. They write about it all the time, they release white papers. It's crazy. And um, the other thing is if you look at Adam Newman, one of other of Adam Newman's recent businesses, Flow Carbon, where he's trying to solve the problem of carbon offsets with a blockchain, right? Uh, Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Just like trying to, mm. I I think, I I don't know this for sure. This is purely my sense from having done this for a while and thinking I've got a pretty good feeling for Mark Andreessen and, and Adam Newman. I suspect that Flow, the residential rental startup thing, because you don't want, if you buy all those houses, it's a zero sum game, right? You want your renters to pay. You don't want to give them a piece of your house right? You don't want to give them a piece of your company. So you can't give them something actually valuable. I think there's going to be a blockchain element in flow. And you're going to get like flow credits that you're going to accumulate. And you can use those to like, I don't know, vote on the building color.
1: I don't know if it's like greatly misunderstanding blockchain as a general concept versus just specifically Bitcoin to make jokes about the fact that to me, this sounds like, hey, we don't have any water to drop from this helicopter to put out a wildfire, but we do have this huge tanker of isopropyl alcohol. Because the idea of carbon offsets related to the blockchain, when you think about how energy intensive blockchain stuff is, is least specifically for Bitcoin, that seems insane to me. Yeah, Is that a correct
3: assumption? Uh, it depends on... It kind of depends on what blockchain you're working on. Like, there's no... That, remember, whenever someone says blockchain, what you really mean Listen, is, guys, we
1: have an eco-friendly blockchain. We just have a lot of child slaves with abacuses.
3: <laughs> That's right. They're working it all out by hand. <laughs> um, no, so the... Like, to, to take a step back for a sec, like, there are a lot... A blockchain really is just an append-only database. I mean, you cannot sure, take yep, anything right. out of it. It's distributed over more than one computer, right? And then those computers, and they come to a consensus on the entries of a ledger, then... That is appended to the database, and then it can never be altered. That's basically what it is. You can run that in lots of different ways. That, like, correct? Like, it is le- less efficient than any other way of keeping information. No question there. It, and so it is like maybe you're running a few computers where one would do. It's not necessarily as crazy as Bitcoin, where you have like these racks of servers basically just burning energy. It, it, it's not it there's no good reason to have it or i've never seen a good reason to have it it's not all as bad as bitcoin um it's just but also generally speaking it's all it's all as useless yeah as it's all it, it, it um, is at best useless uh hey, but that's you know, you like you can
0: buy drugs with bitcoin
3: uh but nevertheless <laughs> right it is at best useless uh it is frequently very harmful um and so it's
1: funny that yeah. the kid in the meme with the sword that studying the blade was actually more useful to society than studying the blockchain. <laughs> and he specified he had done both. But in a way, like it's the least the least likely outcome there. But being a master swordsman might be useful to
3: society. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and so anyway, so I, I, I suspect that flow and this is based on nothing, just my understanding of the way that these businesses that the way that these businesses like to do things uh, the Flow Carbon uh, business, which I actually want to take a few minutes to talk about. I know we're running long. Uh, I suspect that what will happen is maybe is that you can... It'll be almost like a DAO, right? A distributed autonomous organization where you'll be able... It, it's like, oh yeah, we're, the, we're Flow, we own the houses. But then there's the Flow uh, Foundation, which manages this distributed autonomous organization, which like gives people o- ownership of the coins. Based on like their contributions to uh, whatever they do, like for the community, like, oh we host a ping pong night, you get you know five flow coins or whatever, uh, and then you can sell those or you can use them to do whatever. So I suspect it's going to be like a monopoly money thing because that just to account for the fact that they're they seem to yeah be doing something pretty similar to this Alfred company, but also they're talking about a sense of financial uh, 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 a sense of the financial improvement or whatever. Nothing gives you a better sense of financial improvement than watching a number go up, while you forget that you can't do much with it. Uh, flow carbon is a funny one. Um, it's basically like uh, the there's this. The, okay, so carbon offsets have, have a huge problem, right? Right, in general. So there's a there's there are standards for trading carbon offsets where it's like if I buy a forest and don't cut it down, then I can say that's worth about this many units of a carbon offset, which equals one ton of released carbon. Um, so if I buy a forest that's in danger of being cut down and I Say I'm not going to cut it down. I'm going to sell the financial benefit I get for not cutting this forest down to let someone else pull oil out of the ground, right? And and so then for every ton of carbon that is released from that oil uh, being pulled out of the ground and burned, um, I've saved a ton of carbon by yeah preserving a forest or whatever. Now, this is, I think the, the the sort of carbon the whole notion of carbon, of carbon pricing like this, right, where it's just Kind of these individual mandates that you can create by going and just going and speculatively doing stuff, and then you just sort of get yourself accredited as by one of the by and by a central body uh, as basically saying, yes, you have not released this much carbon, right? It's I think it's completely an insane idea. Um, and sure. and the problem is this the main problem with carbon carbon offsets like this is it's very hard to know whether you actually prevented carbon from being released into the atmosphere. It's hard to know if the forest you bought really was in danger of being cut down, um, but also that everything you do, by virtue of you doing it, also creates it also facilitates the release of some carbon,
2: right? So you can yeah, because you have to pay like all of the the various sort of like middlemen economic activity of doing would the you, Would you say that just
1: a like straight this? carbon tax would be better because it's just on the release, and not on the hypothetical prevention of release.
3: Uh, that I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have an opinion on that. All I know is that the, with carbon offsets, the way it works is that you've essentially it's. it's a, I think a carbon offsets and in in, in in this case are a lot like are a lot like Bitcoin, where you're trying to solve a political and material problem. By just adding more transactions to the whole process, hoping that by just sort of adding an additional transaction, you can kind of create a chain reaction that really stops uh, the thing you're looking to stop or starts the thing you're looking to start, right? By saying, "Oh, we can't get people cooperating to like you know give, make um, we can't get people cooperating to make the the dude movie by buying the you know a book from the 1960s and forgetting how IP works, but maybe if we add a cryptocurrency dimension, then everyone will just be incentivized automatically." To do the same thing without requiring political organization, for example, right? I I think, you know, it's carbon credits are again, carbon credits, especially done this way, uh, are another, are are quite kind of like that, where it's very, you're saying, well, just by, you're going to add another step, we're going to add another transaction, and we're going to hope that that kind of has a bunch of knock on effects. So we don't really have to do much, you don't have to do politically the difficult thing, which is either don't take the oil out of the ground or genuinely, really pay a taking the oil out of the ground amount of money to countries like, like Congo in order to not take it out of the ground. Right. That's that's sort of the only kind of two options that you have. Um, uh, and so with carbon with carbon offsets, what we're doing is we're kind of hoping that the market will just sort of do that, you know, and um, I'll give you a hint. It hasn't.
2: Yeah. Maybe it'll get better. on. Yeah.
3: Its own. So maybe it will get better on its own or with this small nudge. Uh, and Flow Carbon uh, has created goddess nature tokens. Uh, they say they operate at the intersection of carbon and technology, protect the Earth's natural carbon sinks, and scale quality carbon reduction removal projects. Um, and what they've said, right, rather than all that stuff that I said earlier, uh, the issues with uh, carbon credits, they said, we realize that the key impediment to c- scaling carbon solutions is the opaque over-the-counter market for carbon credits. We set out to bring carbon credits onto the blockchain to create democratized access, price transparency, immutable tracking of credits as they change hands, and incentivize high-impact climate change mitigation projects. So basically, uh, it's now in everyone's hands together to prevent climate change, but without any kind of political organization, just by buying the goddess nature tokens uh, so that you know the value of them can be uh, pushed up and then
2: yeah 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 you just have to become a better class of yeah. consumer
3: yeah and so you have to buy this the monopoly money that's associated with the you know lowering carbon Andreessen also invested in this by the way adam newman's not in control of it but uh it is he's, he's invested in it as has Andreessen, and it's sort of clearly you know related to this sort of the whole sort of theme and so they'll say look there's a, a project developer right um and what will happen right is that there's is that you know, they'll they'll have the, the they'll take on a project by a project developer like a conservation or reforestation have it like quantified by a third party so they say okay this is worth however many tons of carbon, uh, and then uh, they will essentially tokenize that thing and then it's going to be tradable, and so but so right right now for example they are trying to use a bunch of their you know cryptocurrency to like do what I said about about Congo right buy a piece of land in, in Congo and then don't take oil out of it thereby allowing you to trade the carbon credits you get from it. However, unfortunately, the other issue with carbon credits is in many cases, uh, but taking out the oil and selling it is still uh, more financially viable. Um, And so at best, you have uh, a bunch of people um, expressing a kind of uh, blockchain-based ambition to not take the oil out of the ground. And at worst, what you're doing is you're actually taking a bunch of of stuff where it's like, yeah, we preser- preserved a forest that we don't know if it was under threat, and then using that with a bunch of like steps in the market between it, a bunch of transactions between that and taking the oil out of the ground to actually facilitate the taking of oil out of the ground.
1: It seems like this is not really going to accomplish anything besides make erstwhile serious seeming people have to say goddess nature tokens. Yes, correct. Which is funny, but it's also kind of grim when you think about, you know... Mm-hmm the amount of money being dumped in something this patently stupid that could just go to anything. Yeah. For it example, it yeah. is
0: the getting your dick suck dot com of environmental, uh, you know, saviorism.
2: Oh, the site where you buy a yeah. Ford and this, this money, this yeah, money could hot. have been used into like, you know, it could have been funded into the Institute for the advanced study of homophobic truck memes, any number of mm. things. Yeah. It's all of it would have been put to better use in that sense. Um, could have gone to podcasts, could have gone to us, you know? We, we we're not serving that useful a societal function, but a better one. I also somehow. note
3: that it is time, uh, well over time, in fact, for us to be done. Uh so mm. uh we'll see you on the bonus episode uh in a couple of days, which I think I'm is is from a time where I was on vacation or I'd just gotten back from vacation. So you won't see me, but then you'll see me again the free episode next week or if you're in Edinburgh in a few days for our unfortunately now sold out show. Well, fortunately for us, unfortunately for those of you in Scotland without tickets. Yeah,
2: unfortunately sold out, which means we are going to have to entertain a <laughs> yeah, ride. This, exactly. this,
1: this, is, this is coming out uh, mid- midnight on Wednesday. And what I was going to say is just FYI, if you're interested in tickets for Australia, there's a second night added in Brisbane that are still tickets available. Melbourne is sold out. Sydney is still available and Canberra is now available. There's a link in the show notes and I will share it on our our Twitter account as well. So if you are in Australia and you want to see us in November, there are ways to do that.
0: Uh, is right. can anyway, tour? Uh, we will see you then, Milo. Anything? Uh, anything you want to remind people of? Uh, so I keep coming to the show. It's the last. It's the last like week now. Um, the show is. You know, it's it's good. Yeah, come. See it. Lots of people have come and seen it.
3: Uh, anyway. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>